The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. week in pro wrestling history. I am Noelle Grasso and I am here with former WWE, WCW, TNA, ECW superstar, my husband, Big Vito Lagrasso. How are you today, Vito? I'm doing good. Hello, hello. It's been a long time. Summer is almost over. <clears throat> We're back with the attack. We're Let's back. go. Here we go. Be ready to go? You don't want to have your banter? You usually like your banter on these shows. You're, you're unbantering well, me? Well, I mean, you know, let's just put it this way. It's Noelle's fault when you haven't been on. Why is it my fault? I'm the one that tells you. Let's go on the Twitch. Let's go on a podcast. When did you start talking Italian? When I learned to talk again after the stroke and you were the one that taught me? Okay. <laughs> now, guys, everybody knows what happened. We had our um, our Mac computer that we use for everything to set up our studios. The script. Well, thank you for the bits. We got shared bits. Um, everything that we use to record on is through this Mac computer, and the screen randomly broke. So, yeah, that was a problem. Um, we fixed it. I fixed it. We, Actually, Best Buy fixed it. Oh, Neither of us did yeah. anything. We paid I for it. <laughs> made some important phone calls. Okay. Uh, who's calling you? I'm just telling Best Buy. Oh, okay. Well, it's working now, and now we're back. So we've had a summer full of Disney World pools and BS. So now we're back with you guys. Tell them about Disney World. Oh, thank Thanks you. for the bits. the bits. Bits for tits is back. Bits for tits. Oh, bits for tits. So back now, baby. tell them about Disney. We just went to the Disney Halloween party. Yes. Oh, my God, guys. We went to the first of the year's. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party for my birthday. And awesome it was amazing. Everybody was so, so cool. What was your favorite part? Uh, I liked it all. I liked the roller coaster ride. I liked it's a small world, you know. Um, we liked that they put live actors in the Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. And they had ghosts outside of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, was talking ghosts to even you. talked to me and stuff was really cool. That was cool. And, um, oh, Mickey Mouse sent us blue slushies. Yeah. Remember, because it was my birthday, Mickey Mouse sent us blue slushies in Liberty Square, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we had a really good time. We got tons of Halloween candy, because you get to trick-or-treat. And that was a lot of fun. So we had a blast It was that. definitely a good... We saw a lot of great costumes. Oh, yeah. Vito was mermaid security, and I was a mermaid, and we had Lily Fox with us, and Lily Fox was a sister mermaid, and then Preston was Vito. Everybody wants to be me these days. I guess so. So it, even though it to, for two tickets, it's $170, which is a lot of money. 
By the way, I spent $170 in tickets. Um, it was a lot of money, but it was really, really worth it. There were great parades. The fireworks were insane. Yeah, it was. You got tons of extras, tons of candy, no wait lines and rides, all kinds of stuff you normally don't see, all kinds of characters. All the buildings were lit up. There was creepy sounds. There was the ghost host. There was dance parties. Worth every penny. I think the castle turned in different colors and different things. Was really the castle cool. turned into yeah, a skeleton castle at one point. It was amazing. It was really good. So we really enjoyed that. Um, we are going to go back this weekend, I guess. Well, we go every week. We go once a week. Yeah, we might. You know, yeah, we're talking about I started playing it. softball again. Yeah, Vito's playing softball. Which is good. <laughs> and I dyed my hair red and got new glasses. And the beard is coming back. And Vito's bringing the beard back. You're doing that for Vinny. Yeah, so well, <laughs> I just got back from the gym. And I have uh, some uh, arrangements I have to take care of tonight. So, but other than that. So um, here we are. Here we are. It's good to be back. Sorry we took off, you know, but some things that needed to be. And you know what, guys? It wasn't really at, by we, choice. We've been at it for such a long time. A, a break was needed. We have to take a break every once in a while. And it wasn't because we got sick of fans or sick of anybody. It's because we know, broke my computer. <laughs> constant grind, constant going, and we just needed a break. And it was good that we got to spend uh, family time, you know, my wife and I, just her and I doing stuff. And, uh, you know, we've been in, you know, we got a golf cart. And we've, we've been, been driving cart. around the community, going to happy hours, you know, um, Started going to the farmer's market here, which is pretty fabulous. Fresh fruits and vegetables. Everybody's asking when getting colors going back. We're kind of just getting into We're the just getting into it. Getting colors going to come back. You know, we've uh, got new shows. Got that new are shows. On. Unboxing the Universal Food Fight. That's our big show. We're concentrating on that one last uh, week or so. Last we've been doing, so we've, been, we've doing been doing it for about a month. So I mean, guys, it's a it's a work in progress. Everything is going good. We're going to get back to to where we were. So just hang in with us. You know, we're back in we're back in business. I spoke to uh, uh, Vince Russo today. You know, my good buddy. We talk, you know, once a week. This is his brand. So, I mean, this is his brand. You know, <laughs> well, that big, we're deal, doing right big deal, big Vin. Uh, bro, 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 bro. Anyway. Anyway. It's good to be back with the brand. Um, hello to Jeff Lane, Vince Russo, Ben Hameen, and uh, Mr. Squat Machine, Stevie Richards. The Quiet Storm, Stevie Richards. The quiet Storm. It's my Quiet Storm buddy. You know, and uh, let's start the show. Go All ahead. right, guys. So here we go. This week in pro wrestling history, August 24, 21st, 2007, in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, Big Fido wins the IWA Puerto Rico Intercontinental title by defeating El Banco. So what we want to talk about this week is wrestling in Puerto Rico. Um... Wrestling in Puerto Rico is kind of legendary. It's legendary for how dangerous it can be. It's legendary for its diehard fans. And another reason that it's good to talk about that this week is we live in an area with a lot of um, people from Puerto Rico because we live in Florida. And everywhere we go, they discover a crush. Like they all know who you are, but they don't know you as Vito. They know you as Skullbon Crush, which is what you were the majority of time in Puerto Rico. So I want to kind of get into that. Um, are you ready? Yeah. And you know, just for those people here in America, it was the Skullster. The Skullster. The Skullster. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, everybody, welcome to um, Twitch, everybody in the chat, Ziggy and, and Nick and, and Young and everybody, thank you for joining us. Bits for tits, guys. Bits for tits. We're back. Okay. Looking good. Looking refreshed. Refreshed. Look how beautiful my wife looks. Look how ultimately handsome I look. Stop. We're doing good. We're doing good in the hood. Let's start the show. What's All your right. first question? How did you end up going to Puerto Rico? Oh, thank you very much. Bits for tits. Uh, how did you end up going to Puerto Rico? How did you end up there? Who helped you get in? Because you kind of have to have a... Uh, the first time I went was back in 1992. I was already wrestling for the WWF. I was doing independent shows. I had um, I had done my first Japan tour. And then I got a call to go to All-Star Wrestling. All-Star Wrestling was a new promotion going opposition at Capitol. And uh, I wrestled with All-Star. I was there for two months. I went to Japan. And, you know, I went back. And uh, You went back and forth to Japan a lot. You you yeah. did the back and forth constantly it was for a, good, a It was good to be, you know, part of that. Because back then, you know, your thing was go to WWF, go to Carlos, get your Ribera jacket. Standards that are long, long forgotten. Tradition that is long forgotten. You know, getting your Ribera jacket before you did anything else was a priority. That's one of the things you had to do. And you have two of them. I, I had six of them. You, you gave one to Rob, didn't you? I gave one to my buddy who was uh, going through a real rough time. So I, got, I had an extra jacket. I said, I brought you something. And he was my buddy and like he, he wasn't... He was a he was a he was a good wrestler, but he wasn't of the caliber of Japan style. So tell them what Rob does now. He's a gourmet chef. And what show did we just watch Rob on? Um, Cutthroat Kitchen. Cut Rob was kitchen. just on Cutthroat Kitchen wearing the Skull Von Crush robe. Believe it or not, he was wearing, wearing Vito's robe. robe. <laughs> and uh, the jacket. He was going through a rough time of depression. So I called him up one day. I said, hey, "Come over to the house. I got something for you." So uh, I handed him a Ribera jacket. And uh, I just say he was appreciative and happy and, you know, all the above. You know, cherishes his jacket. He does wear the Skullbone Crush robe from ECW. He also has that in his possession. So uh, so anybody that's looking for Vito's purple robe, Rob has it, and it was on Cutthroat Kitchen, <laughs> which is pretty neat. So what companies did you work for in Puerto Rico? You Obviously, you worked for Carlos Colon. Who else well, did you work for? So I worked for All Star. Worked for the WWC with Carlos Colon, and I worked with the IWA, which was owned by Victor Quinones and Savio Vega. Okay, and you're very good friends with Savio still. Right, still, you know, and Savio still running the IWA with hopes of bringing me back for a return because I was a pretty big heel down there and very well known. A lot of people asked me to go back to Puerto Rico. All the time, all and, the time. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite places to wrestle in the world if it was running five days a week and you were getting paid a regular check and you were doing business you can't think of a better place to live you live on the beach you work you get two days off life is good can you explain to me how wrestling in puerto rico difference differs kind of from wrestling here in the united states or, or abroad even because you've wrestled many countries the people believe and when there's a good angle on tv and when you know you live your gimmick and you're the German and you're the Aleman or you big Vito Grasso, just a kick-ass son of a bitch, and people remember you, you know, they believe in when you when you're doing the job you're supposed to do and upholding K Fave in Puerto Rico, hook, line, and sinker, they do it. So, um, 
there's a lot of stories about the dangers of wrestling in Puerto Rico. You know, I, I've heard some from you. I've heard, you know, Rick Flair and Roddy Piper talking about getting trapped in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, people getting stabbed, uh, people being having rocks thrown at them, bottles of urine thrown at them. Do you have any stories like that? And how dangerous is it really to wrestle there? It is pretty dangerous. And um, if you are that vicious of a heel and you're that good, you're going to have heat no matter where you go. And, uh, Getting bottles thrown at you, that know, was the norm. You know, I remember one time I turned around and I saw a bottle going fly, flying past my head. So I caught it and I freaking looked at the people, gave them the FU, and I looked at that. They even got hot because I caught it. So um, what was your best experience in Puerto Rico? Um, I, I would say the best experience was that I got an opportunity to live in Puerto Rico for over three years. And then, you know, when I made it into WWE, because down there, the WWE was the, you know, I mean, WCW was there, ECW's there, I'd obviously been there. But returning to a place where I honed my skills and learned my craft and got the best education you could ever get in wrestling, that helped groom me to go wrestle in the big stadium in front of 20,000 people and me walking in there as a WWE superstar and me being on top of the game and being able, you know, to go to Carlos and say, best education I ever got, thank you for giving me the opportunity because if it wasn't for this, I would have never made this. I got to ask you a question. What happened between you and Carlos Colon? Because you were very tight with him at uh, one point. What went on between the two of y'all? Carlos very liked me very much, and we were, you know, and we he always we always had a good rapport, uh, a good rapport with Carly and Eddie. So I mean, he got upset with me because I went to go wrestle for the IWA. Now, Carlos wasn't employing me, wasn't wrestling me full-time, but for all the guys who ever went back and forth between companies, he took it super personal and to heart that I went to go wrestle for the IWA, and it stuck in him, and he, it got him upset. And I used to ask Carly and Eddie, I said, what's the matter with Pop? I said, why is he so mad at me? I said, I did, I did like everybody else. I went to go wrestle. He said, Vito, he says, he says, with you, it was different. He says, you were, to him, you were more than just a wrestler. And, you know, he took it personally. It was like one of his sons going and working. Yeah, he took it personal. He really did. Yeah. And he still hasn't forgiven me to this day. Wow. So you're still, you're still on the outs with Carlos. All right. Here's, here's the important question. Did you get paid? Did Carlos no. pay you? I mean, I got paid and I got stiffed. So, I mean, that was a long time ago. But the big thing is, is that, Everybody got paid and got stiffed, and it wasn't about, you know, what you were going to do. Because when they didn't pay me, I went to the, the cantina with a two-by-four, and I was going to crack Carlos Cologne's head wide open. A Cuban assassin stopped me. He says, Scully, it's not worth it. He says, come here. He's pulling me by my shirt. And it was going to be a mess. I probably would have got shot, but, I mean, you know, whatever. But when you're sticking up for yourself, you know, like there was another time we'll get into in a second, you don't, you know, you don't live there. It's not your country. They have ways of hiding things. But, I mean, you always go back because business is business. 
I don't hold no ill will to nobody in Puerto Rico. I, like I said, I have many friends and family and fans who ask me all the time to come back. And if the right opportunity ever came, yeah, I would go because I, I love Puerto Rico. It was like my second home, my second casa. I spent holidays there. I spent a lot of time there, so it was good. Can you tell us about the um, em empanada story? Empanada story. When we weren't going to get paid on a Saturday, and you used to see cooks and empadillas come in, empanadilla. I used to say, guys, don't touch that. Send it back. Get it out of the dressing room. We are not accepting. Let's go. We're hungry. No, send it back. No, nothing. I used to send it back. And they used to get mad because they used to send it back. I said, and I just tell them, I said, I know why you're sending food in. You don't send food in any other time. Send them because we're not going to get paid. So they wanted to pay you in empanadas, but you said empano. No. <laughs> not empanada, empano. Correct? Yeah. And you, you took empanadas out of people's hands and put them back, didn't you? <laughs> I did it. You did it. You did it. So no payment with empanadas. Did you get paid when you turned down the empanadas? Sometimes. Should you have just eaten the empanadas? <laughs> there was a different time back then, you know what I mean? And uh, it was really something you really couldn't fight. It was either that or go home. And what are you going home to? Some bullshit, some bullshit job. Or you stay have a job in wrestling. Because there were 20,000 people who would have taken your job in a second. So um, another question I wanted to ask you about was... Um, a Everybody knows when you think of Puerto Rico, you think of Bruiser Brody because of what happened to Brody there. And a few months ago, you talked about your um, incident as far as invaders concerned. Do What do you think of that? Do you think that Invader used that for the rest of his career to try to scare people into getting his spot? Or well, what's your opinion on that? He lived on a reputation that he possibly could have killed Bruiser Brody. Possibly. Possibly. We're not accusing nobody. We're just saying possibly. Things happen where, you know, evidence was there, evidence wasn't there. There was only one person there. There was two people there, three people there. Whatever the case, he was implicated. So for years, everybody was afraid because they all thought they were going to have the same fate. So I had to wrestle the first time in a program with Invader. And, you know, I was... Skullbone Crush, Vito LaGrasso. Nobody was a better motherfucker than me. So, Badass motherfucker. That, that was the truth. So, you know, I used to go hard with him and he used to complain, but you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with it. Bruiser Brody and every other tough son of a bitch there and here I come down the pike and I'm just as tough and I'm just being playing your game. And uh, because I wasn't caving into your intimidation or wasn't feared of you, or you didn't bother me, not one bit. And then the one day, he gets in a wrestling stance, and he says, come on. I was on him, like friggin' white on rice. I hooked him, sucked him in. Amigo, calm down. No, you said, let's fucking shoot. Let's shoot. And we shot. And everybody knows I was trained by Johnny Rods, and I knew my skills, and I know my craft. And it was time to hook and book. I hooked and booked, and there was nothing you could do about it. 
another another thing that a lot of people probably don't know, but I know because I'm married to you, is that all the wrestlers in Puerto Rico live together. Right. And you had some interesting interesting roommates over the years. So can you name a couple of your roommates? Because everybody's going to know who they are, and they're going to go, oh, my God, how did you people all live together? So <laughs> my, Val, my Val favorite, Venus. well, my favorite is Gangrel and Luna, that you lived with Gangrel and Luna. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it was Gangrel, Luna, my very first trip, Gangrel, Luna, Tom Brandy, Jim Morris, myself, and... Um, Luna had to be a trip to live with, because she was a trip to just share a locker room with. She had to be a trip to live with. Definitely interesting. So you and and, uh, and Val Venus, D'Lo, wasn't D'Lo with you D'Lo, guys? D'Lo, when another time it was me, D'Lo, Val Venus, Shane, Shane Sewell, Ricky Santana, um, a couple other guys who lived in that, you know. Do you have any crazy stories of living with all of these people that I can't believe live probably together? The, um, <laughs> probably the one is uh, Missing Link's son. Missing Link was 6'5". This guy was 5'6". <laughs> he was Missing he Link's the, son was tiny? Yeah, and he had the boots that had nine-inch nine lifts on him. So he had this habit of spitting outside the window. Spit, spit. Oh, man, that's disgusting. These people downstairs don't do that. Eh, what do you know? I'm just going to keep that spit, spit, spit. So one day he plays a rib on D'Lo where he puts a piece of paper on D'Lo. And he scares him. And D'Lo was afraid of bugs and cockroaches. He had a phobia of it. Jumped up, friggin' screaming. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> I called D'Lo over because I was quite the instigator. Oh, I'm shocked. D'Lo, <laughs> you going to let this motherfucker do that to you, man? No, Scully, what do you think? I got a plan. All right, Scully, I'll follow your lead. So we catch him one day in, in the apartment. He said, you know what? You're disgusting, man. I said, we can teach you a lesson. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So the missing really? link's son sounded like Nuncio. I swear to God, that's what he He sounded like Nuncio. So, <laughs> are you sure it wasn't Nuncio? <laughs> D-Lo grabbed him. I grabbed him. I got my handcuffs. Handcuffed him to the rail, stripped him down naked. We Outside, on the rail. On the patio, where everybody could see you, naked. Was it a balcony? It's a balcony. Carry oh his handcuff. Ricky Santana walks in. Skull, what'd you do? I said, why, why are you blaming me all of a sudden? Why? It could have been Sean. No, Skull, that's you. What did you do? I said, well, you did this to D-Lo. I said, and he was spitting all the time. He doesn't want to listen. So I can teach him all this. Well, you know, he's been out there for three hours. You'd think maybe you'd let him in. No. You handcuffed him for three hours on the balcony? Bits for tits. Bits for tits. Drop them bits. You handcuffed the missing link son naked on a balcony in Puerto Rico in the sun for three hours. The best thing was he kept spinning and thinking he was going to get the best of us. What he didn't know was we tied his bag down with a bungee cord underneath where he was spitting. So after three and change, everybody was in the apartment, and he kept going, yeah, and I know you guys don't like it. Two, two, spit. I said, keep spitting, jackass. I said, why don't you take a look, under, why don't you take a look at the, under the balcony? He goes, why? What do you think that's there? I said, just take a look. He goes, oh, shit, I spit on my bag. <laughs> what the hell? This ain't funny no more. He spit on his bag. <laughs> so we're getting ready to go to the show. And 
they were looking at me, skull, we're getting ready to move. I said, yeah, okay, let's go. It's, you're going to leave him here naked on the balcony. He's going to miss the show. Carlos is going to get mad. I said, so what are you telling me to do? you got to let him go. I said, no. So I got everybody at the apartment. Hey, hey, you guys, you can't leave me like this. What the fuck? So. So you left him handcuffed to the balcony, naked, and went to the show? I didn't let him off. Oh, I'm so disappointed no, in you. No, it's not disappointing because when we told Carlos what I did. Yeah. Pretty it, good wasn't, it wasn't payday, but we got empanadillas and Pepsi. That's how you get paid. See, that's the American equivalent of a handshake and a hot dog is empanada and Pepsi. That's your equivalent of the handshake and the hot dog. Pretty much. That's, yeah. Okay. It translates. It really does translate. Um, You also shared a place with Buddy Landau too, right? Yep. Buddy Landau. You had a lot of. Buddy Landau was uh, my roommate. It was a big apartment and I had a giant walk-in closet. Do you always take the giant walk-in closet? Everywhere you go, like you took it in this house before you, and you were stingy about it. You were moving the stuff in, and you stuck my stuff on Skid Row and stuck your stuff in the master closet. Say it in. Say it in. But you got four closets. No, I don't have four closets. <coughs> I choked myself. Choking? I'm so shocked you lied. Choking? I'm so shocked you lied that I'm choking. No. How do I have four closets? Count them. One, and the one across the hallway is two. Two yeah. closets. And then uh, you uh, have uh, the uh. other one. What other three, one? And Where? Then one whoa, 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 in the whoa, whoa, other bedroom. Where's the other one? Oh my god. Don't make me take this computer and walk to it. Where is the other one? Yeah, I'd like to see you walk, hold your walker and walk in a street. I will. Room. I'll put that right in the front. I think Yeah, bits, bits, bits for Thank you very much. Vito steals all the closet space in our casa. Thank you for the bits. I have two closets. That's it, too. The other one's a linen closet for the towels. Then you have the big master walk-in Cadillac closets. That's it. The other one in the hallways for the guest room linens. The one you in the office this? is for office equipment. The one that? in this bathroom is the storage for the toilet you paper. Hear what? It's the most softest one. I'm gonna handcuff you naked to the balcony and see how you like it. It be the first time. I'm sure it wouldn't. That leads me to our favorite part of the show. Sex. Bitch with yeah. <laughs> Drop them coins, son. Drop Amen. them coins. <laughs> that brings us to the best part of the show. Everyone's favorite part. My least favorite part because it makes me want to take more penicillin. The sex stories, ladies and gentlemen. Big Vito's sex romps in Puerto Rico. Cue the music. Vito. Please tell us some Puerto Rican tales of sex and tell all the people your sex tips for being in Puerto Rico. And go. Well, big thing in Puerto Rico was you always needed a sponsor. So any chick was willing to you know, pick you up from the concha, cook for you, clean for you. That's not a sponsor. Yeah, that was a sponsor. I call them sponsorios. That's a nice way of saying ring right here. No, who's a sponsor? So, is that like calling the garbage man a refuge collector? No, that was a fun time. Go ahead. So, I always tell all the guys on there, listen guys, there's the bread, there's the tuna. You know, when you get your first paycheck, you know, replace it. Riders at 5.30, don't be late. There's your bed, don't be a pig. Secure your protein. 
make sure you keep an eye on it at all times. We have thieves in the house when it comes to protein. And no rats are allowed in the, in the house. So you didn't allow rats in the house in Puerto Rico? Was Dilo afraid of them too? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Like, everybody had their place where they took their girl, their girl or their sponsor. Stop saying sponsor. <laughs> you're, you're wrecking me with sponsor. Yeah, so it was pretty. It makes me think of like a girl that has a big shirt that says Pepsi across the front. Like she follows you everywhere she goes well, and she says, Senior School, Pepsi, when Pepsi. It came to, when it came to <laughs> Shane Sewell and Sean Morley, Shane... I was hanging out with his lovely wife, who we're still friends with, was a very nice girl, and we were hanging out drinking, and I said, I said, I think you'd like my friend Shane. And like my friend says, Scully, and he says, who are you hanging out with? And she's hot. He says, I said, you want to sit with her? She says, man, so yes. So she went out the next day, bought him a shirt, and they'd been married for over 20 years. The next time, we would go to Val Venus, the Valvina story is he was with this girl, Jesenia, and Jesenia was in love, you know, and Sean was in love, and, you know, so they were a nice couple, everything was cool, and uh, I find out that she's cheating on him, so we take a ride. She cheated on the porn star? So I said, all right, Scott, let's, I said, Sean, get in the car, let's go. So it was me, him, and D-Lo, and uh, Ricky Santana knew where we were. I said, just in case, this is where we are. I said, what are you going to do? I going to take care business. So we went down. I said, show me who the guy is. So we're going to take the guy out of the grocery store. We're going to beat the living shit out of him. All right? And then as soon as we were going to do it, Sean goes, no, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't do it, Skull. I appreciate it. So I did the next best thing, you know. I got one of the um, sponsors um, to get Sean over his emotional distress. Was she Coke or was she Pepsi? Ooh, maybe she was Gatorade. She was a sponsor. (laughs) And uh, as soon as he knew about this, my buddy Shane ran in the closet. And she said, where you going? I got to watch this go. I got, no, come back, come back. Dove in the closet, shut the door. So I said, Sean. Listen, this is to get you over your troubles. This is so-and-so. I'm leaving the apartment. you got two hours. I'll see you later. So you broke the rule and brought the sponsor to the apartment for your friend. To, to get him over the girl. But these are all great stories. However, they are not Skull Von Crush stories. Okay. And the fans have been waiting all summer Guys, to hear a Big Vito story. Let's put it this way. I'm famous in Puerto Rico. There wasn't a mamacita there who was safe. If you looked at me, smiled at me, you talked to me, you were a take-a-homer. Probably, um... Tell the story. I made love to a lot of women in Puerto Rico, okay? I made love. You didn't have to get so aggressive. And you're using one of those made love like things again. Like how I made you love. say like the little love nest or the little yeah, because cozy I'm not, I'm corner not, and Yeah, because my baby I might be going back and might need a sponsor, you know, rock and You have a sponsor. Her name is Noel Harlow, and if you think you're gonna go to Puerto Rico and get another sponsor, you better find a sponsor that's a dentist so they can fix your teeth when I knock them out. Why can't I go visit some sponsors? No. 
Sorry. Why can't I go visit sponsors? Because you can't. This is somebody dropped some bits in there, so I have money for a cab. No. Need, he's cab. got a he's got a sponsor. No, I don't. I can't, he's got a sponsor. I can't he did it. Head it up. Dip. Dip. That's it. You're done. All right, we're done. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, guys. This is what is going to happen next week on This Week in Pro Wrestling History. Monday Nitro, April 28, 2000, Pan Am Center, New Mexico. Big Vito not only takes on Jeff Jarrett, but more importantly, Big Vito turns on his best friend, Vince Russo. We're going to talk about Vito's relationship with Vince Russo over the years and <sighs> betrayal next time on This Week in Pro Wrestling History. Yeah, cab money. Yeah, son. <laughs> okay. That's going to be a very exciting show. I am looking forward to it. Big Vito, do you want to say something to all of your uh, friends, fans, and sponsors? Sponsor. <laughs> Miss you all. No, guys, it's good to be back. Um, just look forward to us on the Big Vito brand. You know, catch us on Twitch. Catch us on Twitter. Um you know, we are happy to do this. We definitely enjoyed it. It was just a little great time for us. But um, I can always say, same back time, same back channel. See you guys next week. Reese's Pieces, everybody. Deuces for everybody. Okay, we will see you next week on This Week in Pro Wrestling History. Ready? One, two, three. And your friend says, man, there's plenty of food, so you pile some more on your plate. But while the sticky food's steaming, your mind starts to dream of the moment it's time to leave. And then you look at your plate, and your chicken's slowly rotting into something that looks like cheese. Okay, you say.